Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the desert. And he was in the desert forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and the angels attended him. After John was put into prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Today we are talking about good news. Remind me of a story of Pastor Schmidt. You know, he, he was driving home with his family after church, and he, that morning he had delivered one of his best sermons in months. And he was really feeling good about things when his nine-year-old son John said, Dad, you know what? I think when I grow up, I want to be a pastor. And oh, that just, that was good news to his heart to hear that. And he says, well, John, last week you said you were going to be an NBA player, a basketball player. And he said, yeah, but I've been thinking about it. And you know, for the rest of my life, I know that I'm going to be in church on Sunday mornings. That's a long time. And I've decided that I would rather stand and talk like you rather than have to sit and listen. Okay. <laughs> Kind of burst his bubble, didn't it? It wasn't the good news he was hoping for. Well, today, uh, after Jesus is baptized, and then after he's tempted in the wilderness, he begins his ministry, and listen what he does. He says, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. And then he says, the time has come, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Good news. Three times in the first chapter of 15 verses of the gospel of mark we hear the good news and every time mark mentions the good news there's a spark of joy because people were ready they needed some good news and i don't know about you but with everything going on in our world today we need to hear the good news today and there's a four note kind of song of joy, spark of joy that we see in Jesus today when he talks about this good news that we're going to dissect today. The good news of Jesus is first of all timely, second of all it's available, thirdly there's a response, a call to action, and finally the good news gives assurance. It's assuring. Let's look at the first of those. First of all, the, the good news is timely. You know the word good news, oi on glidso, in, the, in, in, in the, the Greek. It means a good message. And the first thing that we see is that that good message is so timely. God, we know, is eternal. Did he have a beginning? No. Did he have an end? No. And yet, what did God do? He chose to become part of time. Galatians 4, when the time had fully come, or some translations, at just the right time. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. And so there is a convergence of eternity and time when God became one of us in Jesus. 
And so Jesus now says the time has come. There's a radical now when Jesus speaks these words. Now, there's an urgency to trust in him. Speaking of now, uh, one time I remember us boys, we were playing baseball out in the back with some of the neighbor friends, and my dad stuck his head out the back door and said, dinner is ready right now, so come on in. Well, guess who was next up to bat? The score was tied. I said to the other guys and my brothers, I said, that's okay, we can wait just a little bit after I bat, okay? Well, a little bit later, my dad walks out of the garage carrying one of his famous wooden slats. Now, that doesn't happen today, I know that, but it doubled as a SWAT-serving paddle. And so he says in a stern voice, what did I say? Now means what? Now, now. For the Jews who had waited hundreds and hundreds of years, this was good news. Now means now. Now is the time. The time has come. It's right now. Wait no longer. Your Messiah is here. That's why Paul could write to the Corinthians. He could say, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. This is timely news for us too. You don't have to wait to experience the fullness of God's love in your life. No matter what kind of situation you're going through, and some of you are going through some difficult times right now, this very moment. But God knows you. He knows exactly what you're going through. And He's there for you. And He loves you. And He forgives you. And He gives you a hope for a future. But not only is the good news timely, but we see here that the good news is available. Jesus says in verse 15, the kingdom of God is near. Other translations say the kingdom of God is at hand. One scholar I read, biblical scholar, says that the most accurate translation of this phrase is the kingdom of God is within your reach. I like that. Jesus brings the seemingly so distant kingdom of God close to people by his grace within our reach. So contrary to the teachings of the Pharisees in our Lord's day who made the kingdom of, of, of God so distant, so impersonable, so hard to obtain. And sometimes I'm afraid we make our Christian faith into somewhat of an obstacle course for some people. We put up hurdles for people who say, you got to be like me. you got to look like me. you got to talk like me. you got to have income like me. It was a few years ago, a follow-up study was made of people who had come forward at a Billy Graham crusade. If you've ever seen one of those, and that used to be more popular than today, but the gospel is presented, and then there's an invitation. And during, as the gospel is presented, the Holy Spirit is at work. And many people trust in Christ, maybe for the first time. And they come forward as just as I am, as being sung. Well, the report showed that even though these people's faith seemed genuine, a very small percentage of them would ever join a local Christian church. And you say, well, why is that? And the, the research showed that most churches make becoming part of their fellowship so challenging and difficult that they don't join. So contrary to Jesus, the one who just held his arms out and would say to everyone, come to me. Come to me, all who are, are weary and burdened and I'll give you rest. 
Come to me who are pressed down by the ways of this world and the difficulties that we all face. He says, but I've got something for you. I've got rest, peace for you. Yes, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's within your reach. And so by God's grace, we reach out and with the hand of faith, we receive what God has to offer for us. And so the good news, it's wonderful news. It's timely and it's available. Thirdly, the truth of the good news is that it calls us to some action. Jesus says that since the kingdom of God is timely, since it's available, we are called to repent. Now the Greek word actually means to change one's mind, metanao, or to turn around. Jesus did not shrink back from calling out people, asking them to admit their sins and then to go in a different direction. If you're going in the wrong direction, Jesus says the only thing to do is stop where you are, admit that you're going the wrong way, and turn a different way, God's way. In this case, we are called to stop living just for ourselves and turn to Christ and the grace that he gave to us through his death and resurrection. Years ago, I remember a man here, it was years ago here at Carmel Lutheran then, who got up in the middle of the sermon and stormed out of the worship service. Well, after church, a couple of people called it to my attention and said there's something wrong. So when I got home, I, I called this fellow up in the, uh, in the directory, and he, had told, he told me, he said, I came to church today with a very heavy heart, and the last thing I needed to hear from you, Pastor, was about my need to confess my sins. He told me that he needed to hear about hope, about God's mercy. Well, I patiently listened to him, and I could just sense the anger in his voice, even on the phone, the bitterness that he had toward God. He was obviously going through such a rough time in his life. And if anyone ever needed to hear a message of comfort and hope, it was this guy. Well, when I did get a chance, I told him, I said, I'm sorry, but if you would have stayed a little bit longer, you would have heard the rest of the story. Let me tell you about the one who loves you and who is with you. And so many theologians have asked as Jesus begins his ministry in the gospel, is Jesus being cruel right here? Is he, is he making a mistake asking people to repent? And the answer is no, not at all. Why is that? Because sin is a problem. It's a universal problem for all people. And until our sin is acknowledged, confessed, there can be no need for a Savior, no cross. Why did Jesus come? Jesus came to forgive sinners. And so repentance, this metanoia, this turning around in our minds, is a prelude for the hope of a Savior. And while the word repent or repentance has been reduced to a whisper in many Christian churches, this remains the action part of the gospel. In response to God's grace in our lives, we are called to come clean regarding our failures. We look into the mirror of God's law and we realize that we've fallen short of God's perfect glory. And what does it do? leads us to turn around in our thoughts and our words and our actions. 
Well, not only are we to turn from sin, but this last part of, of, of why it's good news today of Jesus leads us to turn to him, and that is that the, the truth of the good news is so assuring. Jesus says, repent and believe the good news. Now, Martin Luther in his writing states that there's two parts to true confession. The one is that we are contrite or that we're sorry for our sins. But the second part is that then we turn to the cross and we believe the good news. To repent is to reverse the direction which we're going. To believe then is to move with full speed and reckless abandon to Jesus. In the end, the good news is all about what God has done. It's not about what you do or I can do. It's through faith in Jesus Christ, what he has done, his death and his resurrection, that becomes sufficient for you and for me so that our sins are forgiven and that we can be assured of that everlasting, that sure hope that we have in Jesus. It was the author Elton Trueblood who says that true faith in Christ is an eternal gamble. Think about it. To be a Christian is to bet your life that Jesus Christ is real and that he is right. For the Jews in our Lord's day, it was such a comfort. Religion had become a system of making sure that you followed every jot and tittle of the law. This is what you have to do. This is what you can't do. And it all became such a burden on the people. How freeing it was that Jesus says, just believe. Believe in the good news. What a relief that my relationship with God doesn't depend on how good I am, but it's how good God has been for me. It, and I believe it. With the assurance of God's grace, we trust in Him for our life and for our salvation. And what starts out to be good news becomes even better news and becomes even the best news. My father, was a, as a pastor, was a Rotarian for 50 years. A Rotarian is someone who belongs to the service club called the Rotary Club. And the members try to abide by a four-way test standard for their business and their personal relationships. And these are the four questions. First of all, is it the truth? Second, is it fair to all? Third, will it build good and better friendships? And thirdly, will it be beneficial to all people? At the opening of his ministry here in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus offers a kind of four-way test for the good news of the truth of our faith. And here's the test. Is it good news that is timely for every single one of us, including you? What's the answer? Yes. This is your participation here, okay? Is the good news... Is it, is it available to all people? Is it available to you? Yes. All right. Is it the good news that calls us to repent, to admit our sinfulness and our thoughts and our words and our deeds? Yes. And finally, is it the good news of the assurance of God's eternal love and His Son Jesus who loved you enough to give you His life on the cross, and then to rise again on the third day, so that now I can simply believe in him? What's your answer? Yes. Amen. This is truly the good news of our Christian faith. Amen?